podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. G'day there, my name is James Baldwin and welcome to another episode of Lakeside Drive's F1 podcast. In this very special episode, I've gone through our 2021 season and chosen my favourite moments of campy being ridiculous. So prepare for heavy breathing, slurping and all of those wonderful rants that you've enjoyed all year in this, the best of campy in 2021. And I'm joined by absolutely no one because it's just me doing this podcast. But I just wanted to say a massive thank you to you for listening in this incredible season of growth for Lakeside Drive. We've changed our name. We've seen absolutely epic engagement on social media. We've had some wonderful help from some wonderful people. A massive shout out to Ash and Lewis for our help this year on social media. But incredible stuff from you as well. And I really couldn't think of anything better to do between Christmas and New Year's than to share my favourite moments of Campy being ridiculous. And we start at the second race of the year in Imola. Feels like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? But it was an epic race nonetheless. Of course, we remember the Valtteri Bottas and George Russell incident that happened, but Campy was all about the championship very early on. Let's hear what he had to say. Yeah, it's really a two-horse race, this uh, championship for this year, isn't it? Between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. I think uh, I think both of them were outstanding in the race. Pace-wise, they controlled the wet conditions clearly faster than everybody else, substantially faster than everyone else. Uh, a bit of a tale of two races, really. It was wet, and it was red flag, and then it was dry. Uh, but yeah, exciting. It's good to see. It's something different. And I'd like to see Lewis Hamilton not winning, which is good. So oh, it's just good for the sport. I'm just, if he wins and he deserves it, good. I'm just sick of seeing it because he's yeah. done it for eight years straight. He leads the championship by one single point because of his fastest lap. Yeah. That is something I'm here for with two races in and yes, he's not please. miles yep. ahead. Yeah. And it was also at Imola where we started saying, well, we've got to give these new drivers in these new teams at least five to six races, right? That's what is clear. Maybe we just need to give them that five or six races until they're 100% up to scratch with it. So what you're saying is you should give Seb six races before we write him off? (laughs) I did say that yesterday, but I think he's cooked. (laughs) A couple of you remembered your own take. I'm impressed. Usually you forget, and we have to remind you that you're wrong. I hope the fans forget too. Because in six races time. Look, we should definitely give them that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And then limited testing this year. I mean, Danny Rick's probably only done 400 laps in the car at three different, at two different racetracks, really. And it's unfortunate for him that he hasn't got the experience in that car of, you know, two solid test weeks in there. Yeah. You know, at least five to 600 laps. And Seb just kept copying it, including in round three in Portugal. Passes. Three passes, that's what I'm looking Seb for. Seb doesn't get a pass, does he? No. <laughs> no. He's got four world championships. He shouldn't need one. Alonso's got two. Yeah, but that's like hard. Jordan, he's he- got six championships and LeBron's got four. Here Tommy. we go. Here we go. Jordan doesn't need a pass. LeBron needed five to get there, so. Um. <laughs> Good to finally go back and find out where this LeBron (laughs) influence came from. But we move ahead to Monaco, where the conspiracy beanie for the first time was used this year. What a surprise. Let's talk about something (laughs) that bores the absolute crap out of me. A real wing that moves. Campy, talk to us about this bloody flexi wing saga. (laughs) Annoying crap. Karen, is that you? Lewis has got his knickers in a knot over this one, doesn't he? And as it, look, as if he could see that when he's driving. What a load of rubbish. <laughs> they, they've clearly been talking about that in the garage and Lewis is like, I know how yeah. this game works. I know how to play it. Let's bring it up during a race and um, <laughs> get the FIA to do some investigations. Snake. Um, anyway. <laughs> but it really came out with Charles Leclerc's accident in qualifying, which saw him get pole. Well, let's talk about if it's a genuine accident then, hey? Well, they'll be checking. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Allegedly. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Good. 
to be honest, if you can't be this, I'm going to throw a conspiracy out here now. Oh. If you were going to try and have a strategic crash where you would do the least amount of damage in the most inconspicuous spot, would it not be on the exit past the swimming pool there? Take out your front tire and not damage anything. I don't think he expected to, for it to fully separate and then him beach himself. That's where it went wrong. But it's often where drivers are rubbing the front tire. It would be like, oh, whoops, I just ran too wide, knocked off a front tire, and then just like slowed down very easily, safely. That's a quick repair, but I don't think he expected to fully catapult himself into that side barrier. Oh, it looked it looked genuine. It's a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit it's a bit different to coming out of Casino Square just before you turn right to go into the um the hairpin. Yeah. Locking up and just driving <laughs> straight off and bringing out a flag and nothing happens to your car. Yes, that's different. But you know, it wouldn't surprise me if that's what Leclerc did and the lengths he went to to do it. These guys, are ruthless competitors, and uh, it wouldn't, mate. If you want to bin your car like that at that speed, because he wasn't, he wasn't, wasn't set in purple sectors. Put it that way. Exactly. I mean, it exactly. looks it looks legitimate and it looks like it, it could happen, but I wouldn't put it past him. And he's probably sitting back laughing and going, oh, I fucked them all over. How, how good is this? Can I take my tinfoil hat off now? <laughs> <laughs> you two. Yes. Uh, let's look at that specific corner and what <laughs> happened uh, to Nick Latifi, who did exactly the same thing pretty much. Uh, it just came at it in an in incorrect way. And I don't think Latifi was trying to get pole. <laughs> And whilst Tommy T couldn't figure out how to use a microphone for that episode, it seems, we move ahead to, thanks, Baku, Azerbaijan, the Grand Prix there, incredible track. We know that we love it. It's definitely one of Tommy T's favourites. And, well, we had some interesting nicknames for Yuki Sonoda. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Sushi. Yeah, so, there, there you go. go. Oh, he, uh, he had a good race this weekend. Uh, proved some critics wrong. He had to pull something out of his backside because other than Bahrain, the last the other four races have been uh, pretty bad. So two from six, pretty good. If he can get some uh, results like that, good on him. But Gasly, geez, Tommy, he was... Uh, your boy. <laughs> he is your boy now. He's not my boy. He is your boy. I'm sure you. Yeah. No, we heard yesterday you apologised, you made amends. Yes. I did. You've bought lots of stock in Alpha Tauri. No, I have not. You're on board. Yeah. Another nah, trench coat. I'm yeah. Oh, look, I think, still think he's in the bin. Right. <laughs> he just got How a podium possibly? and he's in the no, bin. The guy is driving excellently, but for me, he's in the bin. I don't like him. The Oz F1 bin is too out. full. Can you take him out? <laughs> We've got no more room in the bin. Mate. <laughs> He's performing excellently. He's outperforming that car. Do I want to see him in F1 for the next 10 years? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't like him. It's so aggressive. Go no to Formula E or something. <laughs> <laughs> but he's driving excellently. He's driving really well. This doesn't what? make any sense at all. Yeah. I love yeah. it though. I'm here for Camby's just lunacy. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'll tell you what, you two Muppets will end up in my bin soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised I'm not already there, to be honest. It's Well, there's good company in that bin because you keep putting everyone who's good in there. Yeah. No, no, he's, he's <laughs> driving. He's he's driving. Ex- look good on him. He's extracting oh, base out of that car, which that car's going to – the car's going to rival McLaren by the end of the year. And if Yuki can pick up his act and get some points for the team yeah. – they could genuinely be fourth in the constructors and get some big money, and then they are the sister team yes. to Red Bull. Really, yep. they're not a junior team yep. anymore. And uh... there's nothing quite like being away for an episode of a podcast and having this fall upon my ears whilst editing. Hello, and welcome to a special edition of the Oz F1 Show with the Double T's. The Tommy Jones. <laughs> We've got rid of the dead way, and it's just the Thomas is having a crack. Yes, well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Oz F1 Show. And uh, I'm joined by, what is it? What does he normally say? My, My friends, friends and yours. yours. I mean, it's, yes. There's only one of you. It's just, it's, just it's, me and you. And we're, we're not really pre-drinking. We're having coffee because it's coffee. so early, but... Well, it's going well. Well, good pre-drinks. And, uh, Campy's got a mug here that says uh, world's best boss on it, which is definitely uh, 
From the office. Definitely not the case. <laughs> from the office. Good from him. Good from me. Campy. Look, this is going to be a bit of a roller coaster. So we are professional, though, probably. We try, but we'll be with, fine. without our fearless leader, Mr. James. It's true. James Baldwin. We may struggle a bit, but uh, so this re- is what the people want. We really need the people to get around us and support us and make us feel good. So if you could really just give us a lot of positive feedback on this one, <laughs> <laughs> if you like it or not, that'd be great. We do not have our uh, our fearless flight attendant, head no, flight attendant. That's it. He's, he's a bit under the weather, but fingers crossed we'll be ready for tomorrow. And this is where we saw Darren Ricardo come to the 2021 Formula One paddock. But- Darren, Darren Ricardo. <laughs> <laughs> is it Tom Stannard? Is that his name? The, um, Tom Stannard. Stannard, the race engineer for Daniel Ricardo. He... He must have some kind of like name dyslexia of some kind. He cannot get it right. No, his mate that he speaks to. Back at HQ. HQ, who was that track last A strategist. Darren. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so so if, you, if you weren't watching, it's Darren. I mean, Daniel, uh, what do you think about these tyres? <laughs> and although he couldn't get Tom Stallard's name right, he was very quick yet again for the next episode to continue to throw me under the bus. Good morning to all of you diehard Ozofon fans. We are here sans James again. It's just the Thomases. Campy, how are you? Good, mate. How are you? Should we tell them why we're really by ourselves? Because James has finally got a full-time job and he's decided He's a big boy. He can't do the podcast. I thought he joined Witness Protection and he's on the run. (laughs) (laughs) There's we'll go with your story then, There's eh? been a few uh, <laughs> choice deaths up in Sydney. Might have had something to do with it. <laughs> and it was the Austrian Grand Prix weekend where Campy had his birthday and no one was surprised how he started his day. And the birthday boy himself, the ripe old age of 21 with the best beard in motorsport, Thomas J. Camp. How are oh, you? Thanks. I'm well, mate. I can uh, assure you we had uh, Star Spangled Banner on 6am at my place. We had a uh, <laughs> bit of God Bless the USA by Levi Sherwood going as well. It's been good. <laughs> bit of God and Guns by Lynn and Skidded. All things Americana. Campy's birthday. It's looking up. We're having a good time. For so, those of you so, asking. Well, I also listen to the Whitney Whitney Houston version of uh, <laughs> the Star Spangled Banner too. Can confirm that is a banging anthem. Oh, and this is where Dave Munnis on Discord started talking about weather. And, well, Campy wasn't so stoked about that. Oh, good. I'm sick of it. Yeah. Now, can I just make one other point? <laughs> Whoever talks about rain and F1 races <laughs> and making predictions. Here we Munnis, go. You're new. Whoa. Here we go. Shots fired. Here Strap we go. In. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, it's fake news. <laughs> <laughs> it is. All right, Trump, settle. It is absolute <laughs> horseshit. <laughs> I get excited every week when I hear about rain. I'm like, come on. I want rain. I want good races. I want the results thrown up in the air. Every time it's failed. Now, Jim, I've got a, uh, I've got a quote here yeah. from, your, uh, from your old boss, the head of uh, the head of uh, Ryanair. He said, I mean, it's absolutely bizarre that the people who can't tell us what the fucking weather is next week, Tuesday, can predict with absolute precision what the fucking global temperatures will be in 100 years' time. <laughs> Now, I know that's related to climate change, but what I'm saying is the same bloody people make these predictions about F1 races, make the same things about the temperature in 100 years, so I'm going to have to give him a bloody big thumbs up on that one. Oh, well, that is... Great quote, though. That I'd is work for fantastic. That oh. You reckon he'd give me a job as a... Uh, Definitely. ...air hostess? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a vision. Wow. It's not, something, not something I ever wanted to think about, let alone this early again. on a Monday. And it was ahead of the British Grand Prix where we started to see some real growth of this podcast and Campy was pretty stoked. The biggest number, I think, of all is the fact that we're going to hit a pretty big milestone for downloads. How many are we at? Uh, just about to tick over 50k, which is uh, astounding compared to what we did in our first year. This year's almost doubled what we had last year. So I am genuinely blown away that people are actually watching us three Muppets talk about something that we know <laughs> little about. I mean, the, dis- <laughs> the Discord chat's great. The thing I like about the most, it just gets people involved. Like, we're, we're here because yep. we have fun and we do it because we like it. 
There's heaps of there's yeah. thousands of people like us that are armchair experts that love to have a chat and get involved too. So I jumped on this afternoon just in the five minutes of spare I had, and I was like, 150 messages. This is mental. <laughs> so no, thank you very much. Yeah, it's much appreciated. And uh, virtual beers, I don't know about that, but yeah, thank you very much. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing like making campy properly laugh and i think this is the first time i managed that in this season this is hungry pre-drinks and as much as he didn't like nico rosberg's commentary i actually prefer him in the commentary box to having to see him hosting because then you don't have to see what he's wearing firstly secondly he does have <laughs> he does have some really good like he's ruthless with commentary. Like when yes. something happens at George, he's like, well, that's yeah. two tenths gone. Look at the understeer. Oh, that's terrible. And Perez's yeah. lap, when, when he was going around, he's like, that's not good enough. A whole second <laughs> off. Put him in the bin. Tell yeah. make some more space. We've got another one for you. <laughs> that kind of vibe, which I thought was really interesting. And this is where we start making comments in the podcast that on reflection are very, very interesting. Here's something that we said about Nick Latifi. It was not good. So does, it, does this man, Valtteri, has got himself a job for next year? Because that was like... <laughs> Playing the team game, right? <laughs> Completely did the right thing there. Took out both rivals for his teammates so he could take the lead in the world championship just before the mid-season break. I, uh, what a move. I like Tommy it. T, we no. always talk about like, oh, well, all we need to do is see Bottas be a good rear gunner and just take out the Red Bulls. He's listened. <laughs> he did it. Goodness. I don't think it's going to be enough. I reckon based on this week, Latifi's going to get the drive, so everyone just needs to stop the silly season. <laughs> <laughs> it's done. Latifi has proved that he is the points getter for that Williams team, so he's going up to be the teammate of Lewis Hamilton. You heard it here first. That I've never seen. I've never seen <laughs> Nick Latifi on a broadcast ever, and then I've never seen so yeah. much Nick Latifi and so much Williams' attention. Um <laughs> This weekend, <laughs> and geez, I'm glad he out, outperformed George. Um, <laughs> well, isn't it ironic? That means at the end of that means at the end of this year, there's going to be two years in which George Russell has outqualified his teammate at every race for three years straight, and he's been beaten in the world championship. <laughs> but twice. he's the second coming. He is the next. <laughs> He's the saviour, isn't he, George Russell? Oh, we'll we'll get to Williams in we'll get to Williams in a little bit, and here comes a Michael Jordan reference again. Cabby, bit like M, bit like MJ. Don't poke the bear. Yeah, um, but I think, oh, look, yeah, I think Max had himself brilliant, as did Perez. Yeah, I think uh, Helmut Marco's got egg on his face. That guy, oh. what an absolute dickhead. Um, and I'll tell him that. Like, we yeah. should get a sign at the Oz Grand Prix next year. Helmet Mark, are you? Are we driving to Adelaide? Um, yeah. It can't be in Melbourne, surely. <laughs> it couldn't also be in Sydney. Well, in Sydney. <laughs> yeah. 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 And we know that Tommy T loves to poke the bear when it comes to getting campy all fired up about Pierre Gasly. I think this is the first time we really heard it in this season. This was the Hungarian race review. Campy, yep. before we move on, yep. can I quickly get who's your favourite French driver? <laughs> You have to pick one. You can you can say Leclerc if you want. Monogas counts. Grosjean. <laughs> yeah, Roman. <right, man. laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Ocon probably. It's not what? Leclerc. It's not Gasly. It's not Gasly. I'm going Ocon. Wow, I'm, I'm shocked. Going, I'm going Ocon over Gasly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I've just never. I've just I'm never. Shock. Like, the very first. The very first podcast we did, James bought him up and like, don't rate him. Don't. I think James. I know what it is. He bought Campy bought a trench coat and then saw <laughs> Gasly wearing the same one, <laughs> and now he's pissed off. That's what it is. He's jealous of how good he looks in the trench coat. Now he only has to exclusively wear his Minardi trench coat around the place and not his Alpha Tauri one. <laughs> I don't, look, Paul, if you're listening, really he needs care. another Minardi jacket. I'm sure you've got stacks sitting in your Boeing 737-200. See, as I said before, you guys wouldn't know how to take the piss if it trolled <laughs> and the joke. You two are absolute muppets. Thank you. Thank you for your blessing yet again. <laughs> 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 
And who can forget just how excited Campy was to share this bit of news? I've never heard him speak so quickly in my life. Yeah, and doing all right. Thomas J. Camp with some very exciting news. Campy, how are you? Well, hello, gentlemen. Very well, very well. Big smile on me, doll, this morning. Oh, and tell us why, Campy. Do go. Well, on. I got engaged yesterday. Got on one knee and uh, popped the question. She said yes. So that was good. So yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Congratulations, mate. <laughs> Ripping yeah, news. Well, that's as happy as you'll say me the rest of the podcast ever. Or ever. Cynical asshole. <laughs> you would expect your fiance would expect nothing less. And who can forget our favourite moment of the year? I'm going to replay the radio for you right now. But Campy, absolutely overjoyed, of course, by Danny Rick's win. Oh! <laughs> yeah. He won! But he did it! <laughs> yeah, boy! <laughs> yes! Yeah, Daddy. He did. He did. I'll tell you what, James, this is the podcast, and Tommy, this is the podcast we have been waiting to do since we started it. We haven't had a Danny Rick win in three years. We started in 2019 when he went to Renault, and it's been slim pickings from there, but I'll tell you what, this is the one that we've been waiting for. And whilst a great victory, of course, for Daniel Ricciardo, it was a great victory for Australians all weekend at Monza, and Campy has been loving Oscar Piastri this year. We have to talk, of course, uh, Campy, about Oscar Piastri because he, in his own right, did amazing things with this weekend. Oh, yeah, he got he, uh, he got pole position uh, on Friday and qualified uh, on on the front row for the feature race. So that meant he started 10th in the uh, in sprint race one. And he, he, he had a few issues. He gained some positions, but he just made a few mistakes. Not big mistakes, and they didn't cost him, but they just cost him a couple of positions in both uh, in both sprint races, one and two. But um, he still got points. I think he beat Guangzhou in uh, one in the second race, but the first race, Joe got some a couple of points on him. But the feature race, he was oh. magnificent. He got it. Uh, he got the start. Now the start came out in turn uh, in P one. He was pressured for a bit. Um, they did try and pass him once. I can't remember who, but he was just composed and just maintained oh. his race. Uh, sure. The team picked. The team uh, navigated the pit stop. Perfectly, mm. uh, he he pitted and he came out in about in six and then got in front of a couple of guys that he needed to pretty quickly and and uh, I believe there's a safety car and that bunched the field up again and uh, he he just went on was controlled was it yep. lightning quick did he did he race away like we thought we would. No, but he still won by that three to four seconds. And before the safety car came out, he was sort of he pulled out that four to five second lap again. So great composure, good for him. I think he's fifteen points ahead in the championship now. I think there's four rounds to go, so we'll be watching very closely what happens there. But a uh, great week for Aussies, and uh, particularly oh. single seater racing over in yeah. Europe at the moment. Bring oh. it on, boys! Oh. <laughs> and if you didn't watch the YouTube live stream of this episode, well, you probably should go back and check that out because Campy doing a shoey is probably the most iconic moment of this year. This is what it sounded like, lads. I tell you what, this has been an incredible, incredible experience. The last, honestly, twenty hours yes. or so, I have been. Loving this. And ladies and gentlemen, I encourage you to watch the very end of the YouTube session because in front of our very eyes, Tommy T and yes. I get to watch Thomas J. Camp smash a shoey. Ladies and gentlemen, Daniel Ricardo, race winner. McLaren back on top. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas J. You bloody legend. Absolutely smashing a shoey. Oh, it's all over my computer. <laughs> And on that significant, <laughs> bloody, amazing result in every single way, thank you so much for watching. Please consider subscribing <laughs> and rating and reviewing it. We'll see you so soon for the Russian Grand Prix. Lads, amazing, amazing cool. stuff. See you soon. <laughs> you couldn't have done that better. Oh. oh. That's great. Oh, my god! Jim, gosh. you need to cut oh. that up and put it in. Oh. <laughs> Make that a social media breakout. Oh. <laughs> oh, dude, I've got sand in my mouth. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
that was that was beyond that was the best thing I think I've ever seen. That is our best podcast to date, lads. Yeah. My goodness, <laughs> what a joy today has been. And to, can't be finishing off like that. You just did it to me. <laughs> Oh, you got it, mate! Got to do it. The team, I love that. That was just—it was just the fountain at the end of just perfect. (laughs) Absolutely. I was going to do the big spit, but I was like, "Oh, go!" (laughs) It's all over the microphone too. (laughs) Oh, Oh, well. Oh, you're gone. Yeah, you got to love all of the bits that we record on either side of the podcast. I try to put in my favourite moments for each episode. But let's move ahead now to the Russian Grand Prix and what happened at the race there. This is the first time we started seeing some inconsistencies with FIA penalties. Sorry, how did yeah. he not get punished for that? That uh, because- is cut and dry, 10 second or stop go. Five. Yep. That is cut and dry. The lap before, every the time. reasoning for that was the lap before there was a certain amount of grip that he expected to go into this corner and it wasn't there. Literally, that's the reason. Don't shout at me. That's uh, just what the FIA said. Uh, the Stewart said, sorry. The double and that's standards. I want But just like Hamilton. Hamilton, yeah. you know, was at Silverstone. that He made that decision and he came in and out, in and out and crossed the line. Got a 10-second penalty because that's, that's the thing. Regardless of if you have uh, yeah. control of the car or not, that's the point. You're supposed to. That's no, why the line exists. It's a shitty rule. The lap before I made it work, this lap I didn't. I made a mistake and I should be penalised for it. Yeah. Like, serious, a, seriously, get a we shouldn't be talking about these issues because the FIA and Michael Massey and the race stewards should be getting this stuff right. Yep, we be we want consistency payroll. across yeah. the board. Yep. Uh, it's it's hands down a penalty and he loses his point and we can laugh some more at his expense. In the only so- reason... It's just, no, I hate this stuff because they say it's safety. Next time we go, oh, no, well, it didn't really do this. It's, you know, it's like, come on, no, give me a you break. You know what the safety You said it yourself. When- you spoke to a guy for, that actually sits inside these things and he said, oh, there's no outside correspondence. There's, there's none of this. There's none of that. But, I mean, these bullshit decisions suggest otherwise that there's other determining factors into when they made the decision. So, when- And for those of you who've been listening since 2020, you'll know that Campy has been saying that Lance Stroll has had a good race one in five times. Well, it's not really happened so much this year, and Tommy T thought he'd press him on that fact. Yeah, Campy? Yeah, good race. Good on him. Got two points. Awesome. Is this one of the five good ones? No, this is just... What's what's the ratio? I I mean, they've scored enough points this year that that shouldn't matter. They shouldn't care about getting a ninth and a tenth and getting. When was his last one in whatever? Oh, I don't think we've had one this year. Whoa. It was, it was right. this he, race last talking. year. I'm going to look in the background. It was this race last year where he put it, it on pole and led for 40-odd yep. laps but then he made a. One a year then, we're saying. Well, previously before <laughs> that, you know, look, he looked really good against Perez at the start of last year. Um, that he was did. because he had all the new parts on the car and Perez didn't get it. But once Perez <laughs> got those parts, look what happened. So, Not wrong. yeah, but he hasn't had a good, I don't think he's had one of those standout performances this year. Uh, why? I mean, we all know why he got a drive for next year and uh, he was the second why? last drive to be confirmed and go from there. Yeah. It's not a bad thing yes. having a dad that's a billionaire that's, Willing to put his money on his son. I, I, I get it. As a fan, do I want to see it? No, and I'm going to rag on him for it. So, <laughs> no, but basically, I get it as a son of a billionaire and, you know, Campy's racing team, Winnie Reds racing, Winnie Blues racing. Yeah, sorry. Actually, you know, I'd bring something to the table. This kid doesn't bring much. He's got zero personality. <laughs> oh. Looks like a black haired version a of uh, Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. It's a what? very bizarre reference. Yeah. The problem is, Campy, you would never be able to go to a circuit that had any lefts in it because you just lean so hard to the right. You wouldn't be able to <laughs> hey, go. You know what? I'll own that. That was I, for Tommy I, I know firmly where I sit on the political spectrum. And <laughs> yeah, with those words on the park. other side. <laughs> oh, God. Campy lives in Melbourne, in case you were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you've seen any photos or video of Campy, you know that he consistently wears a beanie. But he surprised us with a brand new one for the US Grand Prix race review. I'm back. Can we just hold the phone for a second? Is that a new beanie, Campy? Whoa! 
Yeah, I've just got on the other one. Is that a freshie? That's the other one's in the wash. So oh, well, hang on a second. Stop you the podcast. Hang on. All right. This is hang right. On. Stop. <laughs> Whatever. Formula One. Hang on. You washed the beanie. What? Is this the first time? All the magic's gone. How many? <laughs> Your COVID protection's gone. It's like it's like the mask that Helmut Marco has been wearing since Austria last year. It's like someone throwing at the starter of an amazing sour bread or something. It's just gone. <laughs> it's years. Oh. Yeah, just, no, regularly it routinely gets a wash. It's it's look, it's Mate. slightly falling apart. So I might slightly. have to suck this one in. That looks Mate, like a darker green. It has That's been like falling, an number there. Your old yeah, other beanie has been tighter. falling apart since the first episode of this podcast, which is almost three years ago. <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? Can't wear them all. It's actually it's it's weird seeing this color. If you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, just do yourself a favor, jump across it. <laughs> like you don't have to watch the YouTube version of it, but just look at Campy's head. It's odd. Oh, odd not seeing an, an olive colour on yeah. yet or a greeny olive. This is the going out eyes, Jim. Well. <laughs> the going out beanie. <laughs> now that you got your freedoms back, you can finally yeah. put your going out beanie on. Yeah. And upon trying to task Campy with finding a classic race review, we lost him down the rabbit hole of watching other classic races. And he found some footage of Karun Chandok. Campy went through and paid for F1 TV Pro and then started watching other <laughs> other um, races. And he messages the chat to, 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 between the three of us and goes, just watching 2010 Karun <laughs> first lap crashes. Just lots of laughing. <laughs> no, it was an engine failure. Oh, engine failure. It was, it was, I mean... He finally gets into F1 and have the car that he got into. I think the most laps they did in succession in testing was about seven. Uh, so Brutal. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame for the guy. I mean, he's worked really hard to get to F1 and then gets in that car. But to his credit, all the media that I saw uh, of him in that in that time where he was super positive and uh, on the front foot, didn't bitch and moan like some of the others on the grid would have, Lewis Hamilton. Um <laughs> No, he was very good. He was, like he, he was very good in the media and the positivity that he showed. So I was a bit, a bit impressed with Karun uh, back in 2010. And, of course, who can forget that at the end of the 2020 season, Tommy T and I were absolutely stoked that Fernando Alonso was coming back to the sport. But Campy, oh, he was just totally against it. <laughs> Fernando, I think, outperforming this car, Campy. Oh. Uh, would, yep. would you agree? Yep. Uh, not outperforming it. I think he's doing... Uh, Doing a better job than his teammate, but not as good as what Danny Rick would have done in that car. Okay, Ooh, so that's that. yeah, fair enough. Uh, but I will, he's I will, he's doing all right. I'll barely accept that. <laughs> you barely accept that. Can barely, you give it a well, percentage? He's a two-time world champion. I don't like know. Like performing. you gotta you gotta just be a little bit kind to them. Everyone forgets that he's a two-time world champion. Um, and I'm he's his biggest fan. You are not. <laughs> you are not. You hate Alonzo. You are not excited oh, for him to come back. It was James he, and I that wanted him back in Formula exactly. One. Oh. He was saying, rack off. Meanwhile, you had your time. you're oh, too busy over there I saying the two Formula One driver is LeBron James. I exactly. Have, <laughs> I have a 2005 Fernando Alonso World Championship winning hat. You just want all <laughs> young kids much in. That's a, all you want. I paid 50 bucks on uh, eBay for that, my first ever eBay purchase. I was pretty stoked. So. <laughs> Is that in the in the closet <laughs> yeah. with your Minardi jacket? Yeah, it's with my Jaguar flag. It's somewhere in this room. And his trench coat from AlphaTauri. <laughs> Next to his AlphaTauri trench coat. Yeah, it's very good. Thanks, lads. Um, that's all. That's all coming up in Campy's gossip column. What to wear? Fashion of the field. Fashion of the paddock. Uh, with Campy, could I almost want to do a dummy magazine oh, just to let you write articles? Like I'll have to write it. No, course, I just want him to do the red carpet of everyone like walking into <laughs> F1 at Melbourne. Him just asking them what they're wearing as That'll Lewis Hamilton lot. walks in with his dog, and he's be, asking him what is he wearing today. It'll be like Ali G at the airport. <laughs> she's fair. She's fair. No, you're right. <laughs> Can't be. Oh, good. Campy just showing that he's stuck in 2005. Hey, I'm just just trying to show you that I, you know, do know some things about pop culture. I'm just trying to let that in. Pop culture from 10 years ago. (laughs) The best pop culture. (laughs) (laughs) Here it is. You just can't write. Oh, mate. When we actually get back together to be able to record an episode in person, it's going to be an hour and a half of laughing. And ahead of the Brazilian Grand Prix, we just had to push again on Pierre Gasly. Just watching 
Hamilton's overtake on him with his fresh power unit and DRS wide open. It was like he was standing still. Uh, what do you think he can do, though, from the bin in seventh this weekend? Mm-hmm. Do you think he can potentially hold up Hamilton given the fact that it's going to be a slightly heavier car with a f- fuller fuel load? Nope. Absolutely okay, not. Okay, good. <laughs> Jeez, I'm glad I asked that question to you. <laughs> well, I mean, look, the kid's good. He's shown some pace. He's, he's the lead driver in that team and he's getting good results. Um, unfortunately, he was so bad in the top team that that's going to taint his whole career. Um, well, hey, what, Tommy what, T. what do you want me to say about the guy? Is he going to hold Hamilton up? Is he going to hold Hamilton up? Absolutely not. Hamilton is going to come like a freight train tonight. And I'm, mate, I'm so looking forward to it. I could watch that sprint race and Hamilton on board the whole time, 10 times over today. That was an absolute masterclass in doing what he had to do to win a world championship. And I don't think we've seen a drive like that in 24 laps anywhere in a very, very long time. So he's a star. The reason why I asked. That is a social breakout right there, James. <laughs> Mark that one down. The reason, the reason, yeah, you're not wrong. The reason oh, why I asked. something to get excited about. Uh, is because uh, in 2019, that's exactly what he did, and he held on to get across the line ahead of him. Anyway, exactly. I mean, what would yeah, I know? It was a, I, I knew what you were doing, James. Thank Sorry. you, Tommy. Uh, <laughs> should have asked me. When he hunkered down in the car, exactly. just to make sure he was, he was, was smooth. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, oh, he, should, he should never have been there in the first place. Since when am I the bloody historian of F1 as well, <laughs> yeah, man? That's I your know. job. Oh, if I care about Gasly, there should be an <laughs> asterisk next to those sort of results. <laughs> How many asterisks are you giving out today? Jeez. Uh, at least yeah, I'm grumpy. My uncle just said, <laughs> My uncle just sent me a photo of an Irish flag to the cheeky brick, so <laughs> <laughs> Could you send a photo of you so we could actually have your face on this live stream? Because at the moment it's just Tommy T and I nodding whilst you're talking is all well, I can Oh, look, see. unfortunately, like technology, I buy all this nice stuff because you guys tell me to. <laughs> And it's it's just, our fault now, James. Oh, yeah, I was just waiting for it. Send it up the creek since I've uh, tried to do it, so unfortunately. <laughs> and Apple, I can't even get an extra bloody USB-C point. What a nightmare. <laughs> <That's>, uh, oh. <laughs> oh, no, the iPad doesn't have another side <laughs> 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 What do you want me to do? (laughs) We move now to our Brazilian Grand Prix race review and we started talking about safety cars. Imagine if we knew what was to come in the season. Lucky with the the safety car. I want to talk about safety cars. I brought it up on the Discord chat. What on earth are we having safety cars to clean up the track for? Give me a – look, I understand being safety conscious and people on the track, but a bit of carbon fiber floating around. Give me a spell. Like, we have just gone way too far in that other direction. Like, this is the first time I remember that we're bringing out safety cars and virtual safety cars to clean up carbon fiber. I know there's a small bit of issues with punches and stuff like that, but come on, give me a spell. Didn't but it was good try, for, good for didn't some we try people, and use Didn't we try and use composite materials this year so that there wouldn't be carbon fibre flying off like it used to? No, I think There's they just said that. There's supposed to be some sort of plastics good. or rubbers in it so that, you know, the car would stay intact to some level. I mean, geez, like I mean, Formula 1 is a great sport, but shh, far I've, out. I've got a plan. Wrong. I reckon we did one safety car lap with Campy sitting on the back with a big compressed air gun and just blows it off like a big <laughs> thing and then we just keep going. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Just it wouldn't be a safety turbos. gun. It'll be it'll four be four turbos F- hooked up with a big bloody <laughs> big big 250 mil hose or something, and all we need is like a like Camping a vacuum an F350 cleaner and just, just driving around yeah. the track. Exactly. Oh, just, just a jet turbo window down, melt it all. You know left, what? left Texas arm out is, of the thing, big bloody hat on. His RM you know absolutely RM Williams everything, including massive flaps out the back, massive mud flaps. Yeah, yep. and and the big bullhorns on yep. the rear window. Oh, oh, me oh, we, the troopy will have thirty fives on it. Oh, uh, okay, there we go. We're trying to pay, get Formula there. One to pay for the uh, for no, the drive. No. You know, there'll be a guy in Texas going, oh, I've got just the thing for you, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many campyisms, but I think this one was probably my favourite for the year, something that I'd never heard in my entire life. Yeah, I think they're in a good place in team-wise. I'm, I'm still not sold on Bonotto, but he seems he's going to be round, so I can't do anything about that. But... Um, <laughs> 
Look, I think for Ferrari, they're definitely in a post. Uh, they're in a they're in a rebuild era at the moment, mm. and uh, it seems to be the off track stuff of their marketing. They're not doing the normal f- Ferrari flamboyancy. They're knuckling down. That stuff will come when Ferrari gets better. They're knuckling down, and they're doing everything right at the moment from an organisational perspective. From an outsider looking in, um, my issue is is those two will explode at some stage, right? At the moment, there's enough food on the table for both of them to go around, if you want to put it like that. There's enough. They're both fighting for points. It's pretty even. They've secured third. They're doing the team thing. It is easy to play the team game when they're in that position. But come to a world championship, and if it's those two fighting it out or there's another, you know, there's three or four cars in it, And they're all going for that one thing. It's like, right, we've done the hard work. We've come up as a team. We've done everything right. Um, You know, as I said, there's meat everywhere for people to get. Bang. Now you're in this fight for the one thing that everybody wants. And I think that relationship will blow up considerably if those two drivers are in the chance to win and fighting each other for a world championship. Yeah, they haven't ordered any greens or salad. It's just meat on the table. Oh, you know what I'm trying to say. Lewis, make that a breakout. That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Taking note of that time. And ahead of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, I reminded Campy that this would be the last time that we saw this era of Formula One car. One of the things that I wanted to mention, though, about it is, of course, this is the last time we're seeing this era of Formula One car. Oh, thank isn't it? God. <laughs> why, God. Why are you looking forward to this being the last time we see it? Oh, look, I think I think we've proved to the world that we can make uh, turbo hybrid cars work and we can go a full race distance at, you know, 250 kilometres an hour on 100 litres. So the technology is clearly there for the world to go sustainable, you know, for everyday car drivers. But is that what we actually want to see from car racing? Absolutely not. We want uh, we want, uh, we want, want to be able to follow as closely as you possibly can. We want loud noises and, yeah, look, we want Describing big characters. Yourself, I, think. And we want- I was going to say, just <laughs> sounds like a self-bio of this podcast to Campy. Anyway, I, I'm uh, – uh, look – in 2014, when those cars first came out, I was at the Grand Prix. I didn't even know they were on track, which is, which is terrible. Is yeah. that because you were in the Porsche hospitality unit and you were too busy? <laughs> no, you know, wasn't in, that too many green or something. No, it wasn't that year. Yeah, stay on topic. You know what I'm trying to say. Is, <laughs> these cars, these cars are shit. And, uh, <laughs> until we can get back to some sort of. Supercharged V10. It's not happening. Turbocharged V6. Oh, no. Yeah, it's the Alan Jones Racing Series and not that one, the other one, the one that I do mean. the sport will inevitably go full electric and I'll have to stop watching then because I just – You will not. I will. I'll stop. sport already exists. Everyone knows electric racing shit, so. I thought you were converting your Navarro (laughs) to electric anyway. No. And the troopy. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the only well, way that Hastings is going to be Kimmy quickly? There's three moments for me that stand out for Kimmy Roth and when he crashes in Monaco and goes to his yacht shirt yep. off, starts <laughs> drinking with the boys. Yes. Very good. He missed the podium with Palais and Brundle walked up to him and said, oh, where were you? And he said, oh, I was having a shit. Just <laughs> absolute quality. And the third one for me is uh, I actually had a T-shirt of it at one stage. It was when he was driving for Lotus. Shut up, I know what I'm doing. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what an absolute star of a human being. If someone yeah, yeah. like Hamilton or Pierre Gasly said that, we'd be having a very different chat about his personality and who he is, but Kimmy just gets away with that stuff. Well, hopefully he gets Oscar away with a lot can... because of his sheer lovability. So. And the theme of him absolutely loving the French continued at our Abu Dhabi race review. But it's all right when Daniel's behind, obviously, because it's different. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Tommy. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Oh, Tommy. Hang on, hang just on. Sorry, Tommy. Can you just, yeah. just come over here for a second? Tommy, mouth, Tommy, mate. just come here for a second, mate. Just come here. Yeah. Sorry, Campy. Just give me a second. Absolutely. We're calling out Daniel. We're calling out Campy for his inconsistencies. Yeah, but the fact that you brought Daniel into it just doesn't look good. Oh, for well, us. I, I had to go where it hurts, didn't I? Oh, okay. That's right. so, yes, yeah, you know, not wrong. Uh, yes, can't yeah, be an idiot. I, I could make a case for Danny Rick last night. Got stuck behind a dickhead Frenchman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, yes, Danny Rick had the pace, but he 
unfortunately, we go to stupid places like the United Arab Emirates where we have stupid racetrack. How many, how many, how many Emirates states are there in that area? Is there five or six? <laughs> And we go to all five of them to race Formula One tracks and four of them are rubbish. (laughs) Why do we even go there and, oh, don't even start me. Didn't have to, you started yourself. If you want me to build a case of Danny Ricardo, he gets stuck behind a dickhead Frenchman on a stupid track that our Formula One driver shouldn't go to. And it wasn't the money that these guys are offering to pay for the final race of the year. We wouldn't be even looking at it. Put me in charge and I'd be going to the United Arab Emirates. Sorry, lads, we don't want to race here because your tracks are rubbish. We're going because we're a sport of the people and a sport of the fans. We're going to give them what they want. We're going to get turbocharged V6s. We're going to get loud noises, good tyres that don't run out, and we're going to give the fans and the people what they want. But unfortunately, we're ruled by money. So, And that's the podcast. Yeah. Time to end. Oh, it's really hard not to be cynical at the moment because I'm done, so shitty about last night. You've done a good hour or so of not I've being had cynical. an hour of sleep. I waited for a result for this stupid bloody protest and I missed it. I had to get an hour kipper in and... Oh. But I think we all know our favourite campy rant of the year, and this is what I'm going to finish on. It's, of course, directed at Lando Norris, and this was our Italian Grand Prix race review at Monza. The hot two. Well, look, I, look, we've got to stay humble in victory. But when we get to Daniel Ricciardo, I can tell you what, I'm not staying humble on this one. Every other race in the future, <laughs> we will remain humble about Daniel Ricciardo and who he is. This one, it's not going to happen. Look, look, I like Lando, but as an Aussie, he's my number one enemy. He's his teammate. <laughs> it's a bit like when Danny Rick was racing Seb Vettel after yep. the Mark era. We didn't like him, not because Seb was a bad guy and didn't drive him, but he's coming up against our boys. So, therefore, right off the bat, you're number one enemy. And uh, Lando's performed well. He's a good young kid. But, hey, look, he's British too, so it's just an extra little uh, – <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find things that I don't like about Lando Norris because he's actually a really likable character. <laughs> um, and he's a great driver too, but I'm trying yeah. to find things in my own mind just to, you know, build up the uh, – It's sports hatred. It's not rival. real hatred. Yeah, build up, build up the rivalry that is happening. And uh, I'm calling out Jolie and Palmer. That guy is an absolute tit. You know what he said on his post, on the Checkered Flag post podcast that I've written to today? Go on. He said, Lando was clearly faster than Daniel Ricciardo oh. all weekend. And it is a shame for him that he's outperformed his teammate all year and then on the one race where he could have got the win, he didn't get it and his teammate won it. You know what? That is absolute horseshit. Danny Rick didn't have DRS once this whole race. He is going through air in fresh air and punching a big hole from it. We saw in qualifying that a toe around here on your lap can get eight tenths. Did Danny Rick even falter or even come under pressure from a Red Bull, Mercedes or Lando at any stage of this race? Absolutely not. And on the last lap, lap? on the last lap, Danny Rick got the fastest lap of the race, which means he was conserving his tyres. He was driving to a pace in the car that he know can handle. And Lando may have been quicker here and there on a lap or there. But Danny Rick is a consummate professional. He managed that gap and got a gap between him and Norris in the first uh, part of this race on the first stint of about five to six seconds. And then after the uh, after the safety car, he just managed that race and the tyres that he had all the way to the end. And he still had some left to throw at him. So don't give me this crap that Lando was <laughs> any chance. He couldn't. Oh, just <laughs> absolute bollocks. Jolly and Palmer in that bin. Yeah, look, Jolien. Can I just say say quickly, I I think I've said this on the podcast before, and Lando will probably have a really bright future in F1, but at the moment you've had a couple of podiums in one car. The team is paying Daniel Ricciardo $22 to $25 million and they're paying you five. So if that doesn't tell me what direction that organisation is going in, you should have a good look 
good hard look at yourself in the mirror. Also, Pastor Maldonado has a better racing record than you at the moment. You haven't got a win and you haven't got a pole position. You've got a couple of lucky podiums. This year you've had three and they've been pretty good drives, but on the whole, you've done absolutely nothing. Until you can sit there and you've driven in multiple cars and got multiple podiums and multiple wins across a decade in the sport like our boy Daniel Ricciardo, who beat Max Verstappen for two and a half years and then had absolute rubbish luck for a year with half a year um, with (laughs) breakdowns and grid penalties because of those breakdowns. This guy is a genuine superstar and he will be a world champion in the future. And unlucky for you, Lando, you're coming up against our boy. He's getting better and better and better. And you are stagnant. You're not moving. Wait till Danny Rick gets this car designed around him because that's why the organisation's putting $25 million into it. He's going to thump you next year and he's going to make you look second rate, a bit like what he did to Ocon next year. Rant over. <laughs> Oh, you look parched, Campy. I think you need, you need a beverage of some kind, mate. I think you do need a beverage of some kind, Got Campy. Got prepared, hey. <laughs> We will wait. We will wait until Should the I end of the podcast. Now? We'll wait for the end of the podcast, Campy, to, to do that. <laughs> and a shout-out to literally everyone in the YouTube live stream saying, when is the shoey happening? When is the freeway shoey happening? <laughs> keep uh, watching. Keep watching to the end. That's the teaser. It's not going to be a freeway. That, not, not being cynical. You know what the vision of the weekend was for me? Go on. Danny Rick was a bit speechless, but when he got up and he stood on that car, all he did was look up and just bang, bang, bang. That is it right there for me. He's back. He's back, baby. Bring it on. Oh, yes. It was an incredible season in 2021. Of course, we're still talking about it now, aren't we? But Danny Rick's win for McLaren, an absolute standout for us this year. No doubt about that. And, of course, they're my favourite moments of Campy in 2021. I'm sure you have your own. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakeside Drive's F1 podcast. Of course, you can find us on social media. We now are on TikTok as well. Even a video of Campy is exploding over there. It's well worth checking that out. And if you're not yet part of our Discord server, then please consider doing that. As I said earlier at the very beginning of this episode, a massive shout out to you and a thank you so much for being part of our wonderful, wonderful community. We'll be back in a couple of weeks' time to review the 2021 season and preview the 2022 season. So make sure you're subscribed to us wherever you get your podcasts from or, of course, over on our YouTube channel. And we'll see you very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.